0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Megan, we got Eric, we got Rudo. As the Avs win their sixth straight game in a row, set a number of different milestones, which we'll get to, two, seven to four, over the New York Islanders. Uh, hockey's fun. I like hockey. You guys like hockey? It was a
1: lot of hockey. Lot I could have done with a lower event <laughs> hockey.
2: I love it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, second period especially was... Spicy, yes. put it that way, put it that way. Uh, lots to get into, so let's hit this 60-second rundown, and I will do my best to cover 11 goals in 60 seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh yeah.
0: We can we can just pretend there's a clock. All right, All right there it is. And three, two, one, go. All right, Avs actually started out strong. Ryan Johansson on the power play again for his third such goal of the season. I love it. I think we'll talk a lot about Rajo fitting into that top six tonight. The Avs do give one back. It's a nice tip-in goal. I didn't really have a ton of problems with it. Uh, And then, you know, Kale McCarr is just better than everyone else on the planet. So the Avs have a 2-1 lead after the first. Uh, The second period got real squirrely really fast. The first 10 minutes, the Avs kind of struggled. New York hit back hard. They scored two goals. Felt like the Avs were kind of pressing for a lot of the second period and weren't quite clicking the same way they did in the first. But in the last minute, good players are good players. Bowen Byram and Nathan McKinnon both score within 12, 13, 13 seconds of each other. And the Avs somehow have a 4-3 lead after one of their worst periods of the season, to be honest with you. Uh, And then the third period, a little bit of back and forth. You do have the Islanders tying it up 4-4. And then the Avs score three unanswered goals, including two empty netters, 7-4 final. Almost made it in 60. That was close. Awesome. Uh, Let's let's rewind it it all the way back, though, because I want to start with that first goal. Ryan Johansson clearly kind of found the secret sauce on the power play for the Avs. uh, Has been a big piece of that. And you saw the Avs mix up the lines quite a bit tonight. Johansson does get rewarded with one of the empty netters, too. So a good night for him. Is this... The time to continue with experimenting. They seems like the abs are starting to find some some things that are working together. But we saw it tonight. You saw Tart- Tatar with Rijo and Miko. You saw McKinnon playing with Val and Lecky. You saw McKinnon playing with Miko and Tatar at times. You saw a little bit of. You even saw Rijo and Mac on a line for a little while. I think. Is it is this just try everything season still, or is there something you want to pick out and see the abs keep doing?
1: It feels that way for the top six, at least. And I think that's because in each of these last two games, that's been where McKinnon, for example, was just struggling to create. those two
0: periods, wasn't great.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was an execution thing, too, because obviously he comes up in a big way, which I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about. Yeah. I just They have these momentum shifts in-game that are born from the hard work of players that I think they're able to capitalize on. But until those momentum shifts happen and a player like McKinnon, who we know is an elite player is struggling a little bit. I think at least with the top six especially, there is such good personnel up there that it makes sense to tinker a little bit there. But in looking at the third and fourth line, I kind of want them to keep it intact. With respect to that third line specifically, I think that has been the line that has been on the brink of some chances that just, especially Ross Colton, I feel he deserved a better fate tonight. Should
0: have had a goal tonight, definitely. And that's where
1: (laughs) you see, like we were talking about Duran during the game and... This is someone that I think the consistency would benefit him specifically to be with the third line and for them to try and figure out how to make things work together. As for that top six, though, it's free game, in my opinion. I think that a lot of these players do complement each other up there. And in game, the needs of that game might be a little bit different. Sometimes they need the heavy forechecking presence of Val elevated to that top line. And it's just exactly what it needs in that moment. So I think that diagnosis is appropriate for Bednar to keep tinkering away up there.
2: Here's what I like. Um, I've, I've had coaches. They're, they're smart. They're awesome. But they have no feel for the game. You know what I mean? And, sure. And, and again, that, that's not a knock on them. But I do believe Bednar has been awesome. Yeah, I think he has a great pulse on his players. He's got a great pulse on his top six, like Megan said. So I think he's able to – I love the way he tinkers with things. You know what I mean? And then and, and he'll go back the next day. or He'll go back in the third period or he'll switch it back. I think it's awesome. Um when you have world class players, sometimes they just need a little something different for a couple shifts. Like you know, like Mac. Then then all of a sudden you got you know Val and and Lucky with them, right? And then they yeah. score, and you can see he's like you know it's exciting for him. You know what I mean? And not not that him and Miko don't work. Of course we all know it works. So, but I do believe the coaching staff of the Avalanche they know their team, and that's that's longevity, right? He's been here. He's got to be the one of the longest tenured coach in the league, right? I mean obviously it's not even
1: right near Cooper.
2: He's right there, right? Is he two? Yeah. And Cooper's one. Yeah. Yep. And look at his players, right? McKinnon, right? He knows those guys. He's now he knows Val. Now he knows Lekinen. Now he knows I mean he's starting to feel it. He's starting to feel it with Johansson. I think he feels now he knows when to put him. Uh, Not I, for a two and a half minute uh, shift. Well, no, that, <laughs> that I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him. He got caught in the. Eye, I mean, in his own end, he couldn't change. He was bent over and he was dying. If this was in Denver. <laughs> he's toasted he's <laughs> gone to rose hospital he was on a stretcher he's gone to the like, i'm telling you <laughs> he needed oh that oxygen t- he was dying he was i mean gassed. that is the worst feeling <laughs> you just can't get off the ice and he's on the far side of the you know from yeah. from Long the change, bench here, oh yeah. my god and one i don't remember who it was he got a chance to change and he was like yeah, <laughs> i mean wow give him credit because usually a shift like that can kill you the rest of <laughs> Maybe the road trip. I mean that's how bad it was. Like he was dying. It was it was it was tough to watch. Poor I felt bad for him. Well, he got the empty netter for it in the end. Hey, so you know what? Got rewarded. It was all worth good. it. But I do want to jump
0: around a little bit here. Abs give up four goals again. Another pretty shaky one from Georgiev. I think certainly the third and fourth goals you're not gonna love. Yeah. Um is at what point do you say, hey, Georgiev's had a couple of tough ones? Do you start considering playing a prosbotov, bringing up an Anan. I know it's tough right now because they're on the trip, but is this uh let Georgiev figure it out on this trip or do you start thinking about maybe doing something different?
2: I'm going to let Megan go. Then I'll say it. I'll <laughs> say what I got to say. And I won't Dodging the mind. question. No, no, I'm not. No, no, I, I got my own, <laughs> no, but I want... I mean,
1: it's another, it's Tuesday. They don't play again until Thursday. True. I really don't think this game was enough to sit Georgiev on that basis alone. I I don't even think in looking at tonight it was that he's being overused. Now, throughout the course of the season, I do have concern how that will begin to add up. So it still remains a concern. But for right now, I would not think that is a change that needs to be made in time for the Pittsburgh game. I I think that there's still a little bit of rest in between these games on this trip that Georgiev can still handle that. I'm not hitting the panic button yet. But they do need to evaluate their plan B because – this isn't sustainable for, for sure. 82 games, yeah. so they're they're going to have to reevaluate that a little bit. But maybe when they return back to town, is that Anunin territory? And there is a question of what is Prosvitov that still needs to be answered. Yeah, hasn't been seen. I just I don't think you've played badly enough tonight to warrant that.
2: Well, I, here's what I'm going to say. You look at the first one; he has no chance. Yeah, first one, not no about. That's a tip. Second in- one. It's bad luck. It hits Taze's tase- uh Devon's stick, yeah. right in front. Goes f- I mean, it looks weird. It looks bad, but it's not bad. Um, did I like the third one? Listen, I think it was poorly played by the. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was poorly there played. Were a bit, <laughs> Listen, there were much bigger problems in Georgiev. But for sure. do I like it? I always say it after game. Oh, you look. He makes the save. Look where he is. Press the pause button. He's on top of the blue paint. Squared. This one you'll see. He's halfway in the blue, but he's too deep there. I'm just being technical. I mean, I didn't like that one. Goalie dad And then of confirmed. course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, I'm listening for, I'm listening to Booze, all. I learned from Booze. The fourth one, I didn't like it. I don't fourth one like was it. bad. He didn't like yeah. it. Fourth one was bad. Uh you know, does he make point blank saves? Like he does in the first. Yeah. He makes the big ones. Um, do I think uh to follow up your question and Megan's answer, like do I think they go with, with him again Thursday? Yes, that's me. I think he I think they go with him. Is there a chance Sunday, a one o'clock game, a weird day? You know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of is a weird day for you, your routines off. Those one o'clock games are weird. And you got to remember, goalies are are weird. You know what I <laughs> mean? And, and, you know what I mean? So they like their routine. They, they like their preparation. O'clock. Do I think maybe we don't see, you know, uh, Georgiev Sunday? Maybe there's a chance. You know what I mean? Like, there's a chance. Or is it another one of those road trips that, like we just talked about, like it's it's not that heavy. I mean, they're gonna go Thursday, then they, you know Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. You know what I mean? So it's not very intense. I think I think you see him Thursday. You I think it's a fifty-fifty shot. You don't see him Sunday. I so I think you'll see him Sunday and Thursday. Now I, I I'm not disagreeing with you because well,
0: I'm yes. Was the gays game not his best? Sure. Was the game before not his best? Sure. The first four he was amazing. Yeah, and. He is now the best start of any goaltender ever in Avalanche history at 6-0. and So even if the play on the ice wasn't perfect, you really going to sit a goalie who's won six in a row?
2: I don't think so. I mean, and me, just to add to this too, it's, it's the grade A chances. He's been outstanding yeah. in those grade A chances, even tonight. Like, well, yeah, I didn't like the third and fourth one. I don't know what the stats are, but for me with the eye test, the grade A, t- he was right there. Those well, are That's what you call timely saves. They're big. They're important. He's well, made the, those.
0: And, and look at... Yes, there is some poor play, absolutely. Yeah. But game gets to 3-2 in the second period. He doesn't give up that next one. Right. The Isles never get the two-goal lead. Yeah. Gives up that one 4-4 four, four, tied in the third. He doesn't give up that next one. The Isles never yeah. get that lead fully back. It's not pretty, but it's good enough. And if you're going to give me four games of amazing and two games of good enough, yeah, you're a pretty good goaltender. I can live with that. Also, outdueled Ilya Sorokin is usually pretty good.
2: He also gave up five tonight, by the way. So,
1: <laughs> and I and thought he, he played well. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and then he get you know, I feel like that Miko one. You know, what I mean, it, yeah, eh, you know, yeah. and then I mean, I'm going to borrow this. Take for a it, second, take but it. Yeah, that was the ride, Joel. Uh, that these were the empty netters. The empty netters, but yeah. But I mean, the I, I didn't, I didn't really like Miko's goal on him. I, again, it's a 60 goal score, 50 goal <laughs> score. <I> mean, <laughs> Hard to stop some of those guys. There you go. But you know, five. I just. I don't think he liked it. I thought he, he thought Miko was going short side up top. Yep. Um, but again, that's sometimes you get beat.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, trying to get it a little bit back on topic of the first period here. You kind of already mentioned it. I really don't have any problems with the Isles' first goal. It's a puck that gets thrown towards the net. It's tipped in nicely by Buck. That's what he does. Goals happen.
2: Uh, you get rewarded. It's it's a fourth line goal going to the net and. That's where you're going to score. Three feet, four feet outside. That's, I don't think he's ever scored from the outside. So <laughs> <there
0: you go. laughs> Knows Give him credit. credit. Knows his place to be. Yep. Similar to Rijo who's, who's learning where to be on this Avs team.
1: My, my issue with that one specifically sure. is the failed clear. And it's only oh, because yeah. this, Definitely. this adds up in the course of the game is the little details in their own end cost them. Yep. And, only because it's cumulative. I no, wouldn't because exactly it's Makar. Right. So I'm not criticizing <laughs> Makar in this game because I think he was Criticize fabulous. him
0: now because we're about to pump him up. <laughs> okay,
1: this is barely a criticism. It's more so. This is, I think, the takeaway is there were too many... Errors with the attention to detail side of things 100%. that costed them yep. that they can clean up. And this isn't specific to just McCarr. It's just this sort of where that started. Because I thought this was one of their best first periods that they've played yet. Yeah, so very few criticisms of that period on the whole just kind of will probably reference back then to those types of mistakes costing the abs.
2: Uh I mean, you can talk about like, oh, you don't make the playoffs in September, in October. No, I know it's the same thing might not lose a game in the first period, but boy, you're going to help your chances if you come out like they did tonight. I thought they were outstanding. The Avalanche was outstanding in the first period. And they had, like, what, two empty netters that they could have easily... It could have been a 4-1 period easily. It could have (laughs) easily been that way. So, yeah, and, and you're right. As far as goals go, I'm just talking about georgiev the last shot i'm a goalie yeah I'm a goalie dad right so of course well, i will nitpick all the mistakes beforehand you know what i mean and there were a lot every goal there's a lot of mistakes right,
0: right. even yeah. even the fourth goal is a turnover by raijo uh, oh i didn't like the blue that line yeah that you yeah. know yeah you want georgiev to make that safe sure. but there are other problems there
2: again val on the wall like you yep. said and yep. i mean i mean they weren't they were a little bit loose they were a little bit definitely loose, a little loose. Yeah. Uh, but
0: you know, you have a minor criticism of Kale McCarr, and then he shows you the best backhand from a defenseman in the league. I mean, what in the? Where did that come from?
2: He, he does things. I mean, I was looking at <laughs> Megan one time. He did it I, It was a play right in front of his own net. Defensive play, <laughs> and he got the puck, and he spun around, and then all five guys from the Islanders backed up because they're like, "Oh, no, I'm not going to make myself look bad here." But it's so funny the respect he gets because he, it's not funny. Like he is the most valuable player in this. In this league, I've said it again. I'll say it again. He is for me the most valuable player to a team in the National Hockey League. And, um, yeah, his goal—it's—it's it's wrong. It should be illegal. It's should wrong. Get him, like, You should get a ticket, a warning, whatever it is. Like you can't do That—that that, that is not fair. Uh, poor goalie. He has no idea that it's coming back in short i is i mean it's just what he does with it it's just it's not right it, it's absolutely illegal <laughs> but it's the little plays like that he that he, i was i looked at Megan, and i'm like oh my god what was that you know what i mean like in, in front of his own net and then next thing you know four guys are changing and he's control he controls the game he controls the yep. game and i don't know i've just I think it's such a treat to watch this guy play night in and night out. And it's, again, we, we've only seen this much of what this guy's going to do. And he sure looked, I mean, this is the start of a road trip. He was flying tonight, and I can only imagine what the rest of the road trip is going to look like.
0: It's. I, I was talking about it while we were watching, but I feel bad for Ryan Pulak there <laughs> because he's like, you look at ninety nine point nine percent of the defensemen in the league, and you're like, ah, right, I made him go to his backhand side. This the shift is done. And you know, that's was, what you need to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> lady, that you expect that goal from like Sidney Crosby, uh, maybe Miko Rantanen. Defensemen aren't supposed to have backhands that good. It's it's crazy. I there aren't enough words in the dictionary to give McCar his due. I
2: don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm going back. I'm going to say one more thing. Go, if go. If this is a guy or a girl or, you know, that's never seen a hockey game and it's from a different country in the world or wherever they're from and they've never seen ice and and they see a game and then they're like, huh oh, this game's easy. You know what I mean? Because like, you look at <laughs> the sky, you're like, oh, my God, like this is easy. He makes everything look easy. He, he plays so fast. I'm going to say something very dumb here. He plays so fast that he slows the game down. It's unreal. Like he's I don't like know how to explain flash. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's two, three steps ahead of everyone. Like and it's like I know he's got the red cheeks and everything, but he looks like he's not even trying and that's like that's frustrating. Now as a former player, I'm like I'm jealous of that. <laughs> you know, because I sure don't look like that.
0: It's that it's almost like terrifying. Oh, because it is. If I scored the goal Cam McCarr scored in this game, I would lose my mind. Like, I'd <laughs> be jumping into the boards, high-fiving fans. Like, I'd be going crazy. And McCarr scores that and is just like, Yep, I, I scored.
2: Yeah. He's probably he's telling the FRs, Oh, sorry. I was I should have given you the puck. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's that, too humble. That's, that's like scary.
0: That is it scary is. to me to be that good. This <laughs> is hockey. amazing. Uh, but on that note we are brought to you by the folks over at Breckenridge Distillery. You can go get their award-winning whiskey. Go to breckenridgedistillery.com. You also still have time to get in on your chance to win sweet tickets to a Broncos game on New Year's Eve. Even if you don't care about the Broncos, go to the suite, enjoy the alcohol, watch an awesome fireworks show on New Year's Eve. It's an easy W. Uh, you can enter by hashtagging Broncos Bourbon on Instagram and posting your favorite pictures of Broncos. They will narrow it down on December 1st to their 10 favorites, and then you can vote for the one you like the most over at Breckinridge slash bourbon of the Broncos. Check them out. They have a bunch of awesome whiskey. Uh, they also have vodka that uh, is inspired by the Broncos' new white helmets. Tons of other stuff, too. If you haven't been, they do deliver. Uh, You can get them in most of the 50 states. I think in the lower 48 anyway, you can get them. Go to distillery.com, See what they have. Order for yourself or find them at your local liquor store. And then if alcohol is not your thing, head over to Kind Love to get your weed. Specifically to get our weed as we now have our own joint pack here at DNVR. It comes in both Indica and Sativa. So you can get covered with whatever you want. The Immaculate Vibes collection down at kind love and when you use dnvr code you get 25 percent off your in-store purchases with kind love so go check them out they have two different locations or you can order online and see their full ordering menu at kindlove.com second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast uh some concerns for me in in the second period uh, one start here islanders tie the game on the power play Look, it was inevitable. We all knew the Avs penalty kill wasn't going to continue breaking the league forever by scoring more than they give up. Are we... At what what point are we at in the, hey, the Avs are taking too many penalties discussion? Because the first five games, hey, it's the first five games, they'll figure it out. It's something that's happening but needs to get reduced. You're now getting into game six. This was one where it really did swing the tide of this game, it felt like. Too many penalties or something that they can still work out?
1: If it were the same culprit...
0: It was not Bo tonight. It it wasn't (laughs) Bo.
1: Like, Tatar had a weird night. And he has not struck me as the kind of player that I'm worried about in a disciplinary capacity. So I'm still not too worried about it. But obviously, it's not ideal. I just... I think it's the way that they're trying to play right now. And sometimes you look at the circumstance in the game, like because this was such a close game where goals were being exchanged back and forth. Yep. Abs are chasing this game a little more than they had others. And that's I think true. that's seen in the way that they played. It's coming from a, a place of desperation a little bit at points. And I think they worked it out. But just given the circumstances of the game, I'm not really worried about it being an issue moving forward. So long as they don't keep putting themselves in that position where they are chasing a game.
0: So panic button's still a yeah, long way away. You'll
1: never really find me hitting the panic <laughs> button with the abs. That's
0: true. That's these last few seasons. It's not a ton to panic about Eric. I do want to yeah. go over to you. Cause you were saying during the game, a lot of offensive zone penalties.
2: Yeah. That that's what I wanted to add. Uh, I always talk about no-nos, you know, for me, I got a list of about seven, eight things and, that I used to, you know, coaching youth hockey or you know, got that over my years in the NHL with coaches. But offensive zone penalty is part of your no-nos. And usually if you got one of those seven eight items I'm talking about, it's usually tough to win the game. If you get two, then you have no chance. And, you know, scoring a goal in the five on three when you have more than like 10 seconds, you know, that's one of them that's on the list. Uh, giving up a, a last-minute goal, a first-minute goal, those are no-nos. So the abs tonight, those offensive zone penalties were, were tough. You know, I yeah. for me, I, I hate that because usually the pucks in your net. Uh, I think they ended up converting on one of them. That I, yeah, the one first of one in the second. Zone period. I would have to think about it. Like it, who took it was Jack penalty. Johnson's penalty, I think. No, forget, yeah, But which, was that. Well, that was a was that the offensive zone penalty? I'm trying to remember, I but think, anyway, I mean, I there was a few, I think it was, but I don't know. There was a few, yeah. and, and it comes with. Early in the season, you know, I I do believe like like Tatar that play should have got six minutes apparently because he does trip the guy right before and then he gets. I mean, some rest might gives you give you that. Yeah, I mean it, it would. I mean it was a blatant trip, and then Val. That was a soft call. I thought. I mean, I I, I, I thought like that one, too. but still, it looks bad. As a referee, his angle is this way. He all he sees he's is the optics, a big call. body, and yep. then he sees a, a guy stick's fall. down yeah. by the skates, and he goes down. I, I, I don't like those penalties. I don't. Uh, LOC took one, like same yep. thing. You know, yep. um, I do believe those are early season. You know, not not the refereeing. I'm talking about as players. You mm-hmm. know, what sure. like he's a little careless with your stick, and I'm not saying Tatar wanted to chop the guy's teeth. You know what I mean? Like, no, I just. It just happened. You know what I mean? He's just playing hard. And, uh, you know, those are bad luck penalties. But you're right. They got to stop taking those because all of a sudden they bite you in the butt.
1: There's definitely an accountability component there for them to take ownership of. And that vow call, you bring up that it was maybe a little bit flimsier. I think they gained so much momentum from that penalty kill because they didn't feel it was a righteous call. And I don't want to get too far ahead into it, but I think that kill had a really big impact on everything that happened next from the abs with Byram and McKinnon.
2: But you're right, because usually those are the ones you kill. Yep. Or or even like a you know like a big body check or something like that. You know, it's like, oh my God, we're gonna go kill it for him. you know what I mean? Like yeah. or you know, get I, I don't know, them. sometimes like you kill those. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, Good teams kill those. You find yeah. you find a reason the, to eat that right. motivate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you're saying, Oh Rudo took a penalty. Let's oh let's like him. Wake up score, I, you know. I do want to talk about the
0: the responses from Byron Mac first, though, the Islanders' third goal. Um, it, we kind of already talked about it from Georgiev's side. Yeah. Uh, a weird play from, from Val on the side of this one. It almost felt like the abs were a little bit overconfident as Val comes back and tries a stick lift. Instead of really putting the body on him, he just thinks, oh, we're going to get this puck, we're going to go the other way. You see it from McKinnon, too. He's yeah. already circling and trying to fly the zone. I think that, yes, it results in a goal against, but also that was the play where the avs kind of went okay we're we're getting a little yeah. out of control here we got to we got to rein it in a little bit and it, it you know they they did struggle through a significant portion of that second period for the first time this year
2: it felt like the avs might be gripping the sticks a little bit and, and that shift uh, we're making fun of Ray Joh- johansson earlier but that shift that moment for that six seven minutes which, <laughs> which he was about on the ice for three minutes yeah. <laughs> and i'm not saying it's his fault i don't want people to think that he just couldn't get off he was stuck in his own end. he was pinned down and, and poor guy big body and it's just hunched over and you could tell he had no oxygen but it wasn't just him it was everybody that was on the ice and yeah. I, I think bo got caught out there too he was pretty close to him too like he was well over two minutes and um those are tough and and i think the islanders kept pressing there and i think Couple, it started a couple shifts before, and then it lasted for a couple shifts after. So, yep. but in a game, you you're not. I go back to it all the time. You're not gonna dominate 60 minutes. It's the National Hockey League. There's good teams. <laughs> New York Islanders are gonna be, you know, fine. We all know that. Like they were, they're always there, right? Whether they get the in worst the post team in season, the league you know, wins 20 games every year. That, right. I mean, it's it, it's great players. They're world class athletes. You know, you're not gonna dominate for 60 minutes. But the it's how you respond to those. Lapses, you know what I mean, and I and and we all know that. All of a sudden, they lose for about six to seven minutes. They're absolutely awful, yep. right? They weren't yep. playing good. Were but what happens? Again, go back to my no nos. They score two goals in the last minute. Are yep. you kidding me? You have no chance to win. Lane Lambert Making and the Islanders, like that. no yep. chance. You go back and you're like, oh my God, we had them pinned. We had the momentum. But it's that saying, right? It's not all hard to get knocked down, it's how you get up, right? You know, all that kind of saying, you know, so and championship teams with pedigree championship pedigree yeah. know how to get back up. And then they knew that they were in the cables, and then they just delivered the, the knockout punches It punches right there. The last minute of the second period. That's that's you want to look at the game. Lane Lambert looks at this and the Islanders are like, yeah, we lost the game right there. 100%. Let's talk about the first of those
0: goals, Bowen Byram. Kind of a long conversation here. Obviously, it had not had the greatest start to the season. We mentioned the penalties already, but you look at this game too. There are three or four chances before this where he defers to someone else on the ice. In some cases, probably the wrong decision to defer. He finally lets one go. It ends up in the back of the net. Is this? Uh, are the the chains off? Is Bowen Byram roaming free now? <laughs> go ahead.
1: I I don't know if this alone does it, but it was an important adjustment to see even in the course of the game. Because in that first period, you watched Byram defer to a pass instead of just taking the shot. And it was important then to see him. And you even see, in this case, the patience he displays before he takes the shot is necessary because he's looking for the right one. And I think you see the confidence Kind of come back to him in that moment. And it's really important to build off of. This was an important game where Colorado's blue line contributed in a big way, and he can be a part of that moving forward. That's his style. That's his strength. That's why he's here. And there's a lot to build off of, but obviously, there's, you know, he has to do it consistently. Yeah. And that's always been the question mark with Byram. And so it's not to apply more pressure to him because it already seems like it shook his confidence a little bit just with how he started this game. But hopefully, it's enough to build off of moving forward, that he can contribute to his team in a really positive way, moving forward.
2: Yeah, and the pressure you get from your peers is so important, and and he knows he, I mean, Bednar talked about it last game. He hasn't been at his best. We all know that. I yep. mean, everyone on the chat knows that. Everyone here at the table knows that. Like, um, but he's a good kid. Right. So now you get an opportunity and you are playing with world class players and then you get the puck and then you're just like, oh, you don't want to shoot, even though the lane is right there. In his mind, he doesn't see the lane. He just sees McKinnon or Rantanen or, or McCar- anyone. Right. And he's like, hey, I'm going to feed them. They're my buddies. I want to show them that, you know, I haven't been the best so far, but I- I'm back. And and you you miss opportunities like that of shooting the puck. Oh. You know, I it, I mean I think it's exactly that. This game is a great reminder to Bo
0: of who he is. Mm-hmm. It's a That's guy it. who's has scored ten goals in the last two seasons of non-full seasons for Bo. He's a goal scorer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> shoot and, the puck. <laughs> and not just oh, we're talking about Bo, but uh, look at the abs. They got forty-five shots on that tonight. I think they passed up on... I'm a big guy. At I'm least a big, another I'm a shooter guy. Like, games. shoot. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> And then create chaos. But I bet you seven, eight, nine times you could have easily had chances to shoot the puck in a clear lane and they're <laughs> trying to pass. And again, it works a lot. Obviously, these guys are... They score amazing goals. They're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league. So I'm not <laughs> downplaying that. But I'm saying that's how good they are and that's how much they have the puck and that's how much they create. That first period alone, it's like... Oh, it gave me a headache. If I'm the Islanders, right? I'm just like, oh my god. But Bo, I think he sees it. I think he's still trying there to make a play or make a pass like on the side there. But he decides to shoot, and here you go. Now he gives you confidence, and you know, I think he's going to have. Uh, a, I think this is a game where he makes him take off and 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 play better. Uh, not that he was bad. He just hasn't been. Hey, again, there's expectations. He's a good player. you just said it you scored 10 goals as a young man in this league like you're pretty good as a defenseman oh my god
1: i think it was one of the learning lessons from the first period too not to take anything for granted because i think they were denied some really good chances and there was the sense that they're just going to have another one in that first period because the way that they were playing they were controlling the game they were just going to have another option but at that point in the game There were fewer options left on the table, and the shot selection then became so much more important, and Bo had to trust in himself a little bit there because the game demanded it. Like, the Avs needed to crawl back into this game, and things weren't going in their favor. They just had this terrific kill, get a little bit of momentum back into the game, and Bo seized it.
0: Yep. And they went from crawling to sprinting in about 13 seconds. I love
1: this analogy of having them, like, pinned (laughs) on the (laughs) mat and then just... (laughs) Attacking like just when you thought they were down for the count, they were, and they get back up, and it's a scary thing. Yep,
2: but that you know what? Uh, Game Game Six, right? I'm not that crazy. Game Six, but that's what happens in playoffs. When you lose momentum, you gotta find a way to get it back. And good teams get it back. Young and experienced teams. I don't know. Take Jersey last year, they crumble, right? And and or the Abs, you know, three four years ago. Right before winning that, knowing what it takes to win and knowing how you have to figure out how to get the momentum. You know what I mean? And, and I think momentum swings are so big, especially in the playoffs, that throughout the whole year, it's just practice, right? You know, yep. to get to the big dance. And when the big dance starts, you're not nervous or you're not like, oh, my God, what do we do? You know what I mean? And then you get overwhelmed. So the Avs are playing championship hockey in that sense you know yeah. I mean, are they perfect right now no i guess early in the season of course you know it takes time sometimes to get on all cylinders but they're they have the makeup and uh, of a championship team because they are yep there's 17 guys right from that roster that were there two years ago and you can see in their game it's and uh, i mean look who gets it done too <laughs> obviously you have the bow goal to
0: tie it up which is great but to get the abs back in the lead <laughs> First, it's a ridiculous pass from Val, who's the guy at fault for the Islanders. Third goal here, probably. And then is Nathan McKinnon, who I think we all agree had not been good in this hockey game up to that point. But Superstar is going to Superstar. I mean, when you need a goal,
2: you're going to call Nathan McKinnon, right? Here's the way I look at it with Superstars, okay? Because I've had the privilege to to play with a lot of them. The you know? superstar. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> Just, but, I mean, yeah. but again, for me, like, I, I love being on the team with Joe and, and Peter in those years, you know, like, because they were so consistent. You got to remember, those guys play so much. You know <laughs> I mean? They play 20, 25 minutes a night. They have the puck. They have people. So you see them on the camera. We're a guy on the fourth line. You might not see him. And then he dumps the puck in. I mean, it's not, you know. We critique those guys because they have the puck so much, and and we're so accustomed to seeing them do special things. And I tell my youngest all the time, I'm like, "You guys see, you know, I'm gonna use McKinnon or Connor McDavid or Kel McCarr. I mean, my God, we saw it tonight. All you're gonna see tomorrow, it's a highlight generation, right? That's what you see. You see this on Instagram, and then nowadays, but they don't show. uh, You know, they show McKinnon's goal, but they don't show McKinnon losing the park five, six times before yeah. that, right? Because yeah. you, it's a highlight generation. So I think that we're so critical of, as much as we praise the the high-end players, we're so critical of them at the same time. And and then their salaries go with that, right? And then if they're not producing, then you're like, oh, my God, you know? So there's a lot of pressure that goes on with those guys, you know what I mean? And, and that's why I raised my hat to Rantan and to, to Makar to McKinnon like we saw tonight because they're there. They're there all the time. Yep. And I, and I go back as I'm older and I go back to Peter and Joe. Like those guys perform every night. They were there and Patty Waugh, You know what I mean? It's 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 a nightly thing and it's so hard because the the projectors are right on them. Whereas a lower end guy you can just hide, right? And you know I don't know. Should we nitpick Olafson tonight? No, I mean, that's what I'm, saying. I'm not. And I'm not saying that because I like him. I'm not saying that. But I thought he was, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know, like, right? But yeah, the stars no, will nitpick. They, them they're and not they under the microscope he, in right, the same that's way. For right. sure, that's on. No, no nitpicking on Olafson. That's not what I'm doing. But it's just a different microscope. Yep,
0: definitely true. Uh, we still have four more goals in this hockey game <laughs> <laughs> to get to. I mean, two of them are empty netters, to be fair. That's but a great point. And we are brought to you by us. We have a ton of awesome events this year. You may have already seen <laughs> the uh the Nuggets have announced all of their ballerina takeovers. We are also going to have a bunch uh excited for those, so keep your eyes peeled for those on the Avalanche side, but tons of awesome stuff we're doing this year. The bar was amazing tonight for the <laughs> yeah. Nuggets opener. We had the Avs game going too. Vibes are great. You got to get down here if you haven't and consider signing up to be a diehard Obviously it helps support us, but a lot of things come with your diehard membership. You get access to some of our exclusive content on the DNVR.com. You get 15% off here at the bar. You get a free shirt with your diehard membership, and then you get 15% off on merch too. So there's a ton of great deals there. And best of all, you know, you help us do our thing. So you can sign up for it at the DNVR.com. Help support us. Get yourself ready for some party buses and takeovers coming this season for the avalanche. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, and then also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up with code DNVR, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 on any NFL game. Go check that out. But also, get over to DraftKings. Got a, got a little pick of the week for you because uh, I don't think Georgiev's gonna gonna play three bad games in a row. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I think he's gonna ball out against Pittsburgh I'm not going to pick the shutout because that's that's ridiculous, but take the over on saves for Georgiev on Thursday. That's my pick of the week with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an easy one. Uh, jump on it with DraftKings again. If you're a new account, use the DNVR code, bet $5 on any NFL team, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, and if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake, Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Uh, terms and responsible gaming resources are available at dkng.co. Slash baseball. Uh, and of course, the bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. All right, we made it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Getting into the third period of this game. We kind of already talked about the goal again. Uh, a tough turnover by Johansson, and then one you really would like Georgiev to save. But you get past that. Tomas Chitar gets into the zone, sets up Miko Rantanen for the go ahead goal. Is this is this permanent now in your guys' mind? Is Tatar locked in top six? No. Okay. So position still uh, still has to be earned?
1: No, but he definitely has the inside track over in at this point. That's true. And looking at that play exactly is one of the reasons why, too. It's Yo, a terrific yeah. play. And it's the kind of thing, it's like Joanne has teased some of that playmaking ability, but Tatar did it in yep. this game. So... Yeah, I think he's the inside track. It was Did great. It like,
2: what but McKinnon's goal, right? Two games ago. Was that two games ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, made, you know, it's it's the same. Third that third. was another side, beautiful right? you know, feed yeah, in front
1: of the net. He's, he's finishing Known those goal scorer passes, is yeah. is
0: setting up guys now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> if it works, it works. Uh, I mean, that's how that's how deep they are. I mean, yeah. for me, yeah. I, it's it's kind of it's a great question. It's a great answer. It's I'm you could have many answers. You know, what I mean, like who knows, right? I mean, it's just I think he's. He can complement high-end players. And, and I think he's done that a couple plays now. You know? How do we feel
0: about this third period as a whole? Because the Avs have been very, very good in third period so far this season. Did this live up to the standard, or was this a more normal one?
2: What's the final score of the third? Well, obviously, with two empty netters. Yeah, 3-1. 3-1, three, one. Three one, so it's, one. it's a 1-1 one, one period, yeah. right?
0: Shots mind. were 9-10 to 10 in New York's favor.
2: Yeah. I think it was indicative of the game it was a little bit up and down, you know, like like it was the first two periods. And okay, but I again, that play by Tatar to it in is like huge. But like the LA game, he also took game. a double minor in that period. Right, we're talking about we're talking about a big play, yeah, right? Sure. You know, it's a big play. Like Miko scores that big goal in the third period in LA. Same kind of
1: thing, you know what I mean? So yeah.
2: again, then you got two empty netters. So you did win the third period three one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> technically, you did the job you know? for sure. Yeah.
1: It wasn't their best third period, no. but it was good enough. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I hate the way that it opened, and yeah. but they closed it out in a way that counts. So, And, and the Islanders kind of didn't do themselves any favors Definitely. in how they played the empty net situation, especially on the final one. So yeah. Yeah. it was just good enough from the abs and... I feel like Eric talking about how we talk about top stars is sometimes how I have to catch myself talking about this team. <laughs> <laughs> they've set, they've spoiled me with such a high huh. standard huh. and high yeah. expectation that this really wasn't a bad third period, and I'll leave it at that.
0: Uh, there are thirty-two teams that would take this third hundred percent. Right? So
2: well, it's like when you're nitpicking the first overall pick in a draft. Yeah, you right. know what <laughs> I mean? You just ah, but yeah. there's <laughs> so many things you can do. But the uh, yeah, the guy's going to play in the league for twenty years and be outstanding you know but that's that's what we do right we're just talking about plays and it's all good and you
0: know i i don't think this one was quite as unique as some of the earlier games in the season for colorado but it was another hey you played a bad second period and you figured out how to come out of it and even have a lead at the end of the second and maybe you didn't have your best goaltending play maybe you didn't have your best third period but you still took care of business if you're colorado i it's really like it's our job to to nitpick this team and, and to talk about some of the negatives in the game but I don't know how you can't look at this team and go I am scared for the rest of the NHL like <sighs> well,
2: uh, I mean, you're right I mean we're laughing but you you, you go to morning skate or you, you see people from outside of the bubble that, that we live in right because yep. we see them every day and again we nitpick them every day and you know but the people that come in to town and especially people from Eastern Conference teams, they're like, whoa, whoa, this is like, wow. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah. what a team this is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, you don't have the privilege, uh, especially especially the Avs this year. They played all late games, right? Because yeah. they were in the West Coast. So people a lot of 8 Coast o'clock. Haven't <laughs> yeah. They haven't seen them. And now they're going to see them this week, and it's like, Again, you watch that first pair and it's like, whoa, like Pittsburgh Thursday is going to be like, hey, 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 whoa, this is fast, right? You know, it's like, this is a fast team and you better tie your boots, (laughs) buckle up your chin strap, be ready to go. Or it's going to be a long night, you know? So
0: Uh, let's get to these super chats. Also, Tiff has our winner shots, poured chat. We need five more likes. I believe in you. You can do it. Uh, we have $5 from Melanie who says, go Avalanche. I was excited for an early game. Take yeah. care. Yeah. And one that doesn't go until midnight. we might actually, this pod might be over before 10 PM local. Let's so that's a, that's a win for us. And it's only getting earlier through the rest of this week. Uh, thank you for the five Melanie five from Jim who says your favorite team has a loss this season. Couldn't possibly be my team. Go and <laughs> six and zero. uh, three undefeated teams left in the NHL. Cause Boston did win. I guess Vegas could lose. They're still playing. Oh yeah, they just started right when we were coming on. Rest in peace, our our Philly sister site. They have a late night tonight. Let me tell you, it's a tough one for them. Uh, Thank you for the five, Jim. Two dollars from Vaguely Sober. Who says, uh, Bo, sweaty boy, accurate, accurate description. I'm here for that. Thank you for the two. Two dollars from Pin King. Who says off topic? Diamondbacks to World Series. Yeah, go snakes. Go, Snakes. I am I'm I was Team Snakes. I know everyone hates the snakes, snakes here.
1: Team Snakes. Yeah, Team Snakes. I don't think Eric or I have any skin in the <laughs> game.
2: Go Expos. <laughs>
0: go that's on, all I care Expos. about. How do you feel about Tampa trying to move there, though? Thank you. Uh, about The Devil Rays? Well, yeah,
2: that's what they're saying. Yeah. Montreal, right? But they need a new stadium, though. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I haven't really been following, but they've been talking about that for years. Yeah, by the way. yeah. Years.
0: All right, you guys blew up the likes big time, 116. So let's do these really quick. Cheers, winner shots, Dr. Dubs, all that goodness. Abs are 6-0. and oh. Eric might have to drive home. I understand. Oh, Tiff uh, did these backwards. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so
2: sorry. You're fine. <laughs> it's all good.
1: Nope. Uh, so was yours real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, you're not supposed to give it away. They're all real. All the shots are real.
0: Mine are always real, except for today. Uh, ten dollars from Clay. Thank you very much for the ten, Clay. I don't. Doesn't look like you said anything, Fresh but we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then five dollars from Dookie Shoes, who says the way you say we are lucky to watch these players. I feel like we are lucky to get to watch DNVR. Thanks oh, for all the content. Yeah, appreciate that. Dookie. That means a lot. We do okay. I don't know if we're on McCarr and McKinnon's level, but we do okay. Uh, anyway, couple of empty netters. I not a ton to talk about there. They are what they are. They have did a good job of, of taking care of business and not giving up another goal, and they get rewarded for it. Uh, any final thoughts or anything you guys wanted to touch on? No? No? I don't know what to do. It's not
2: midnight. So I feel no, like we have I to know. keep doing the show. We have to keep doing it. <laughs> no, I just, I just I mean I just think it's I think it's a, it's early. I'm not that guy, but it's a special year because it's so excited to, to watch the drop of the puck. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's and every day it's like, All right, what's how's this gonna translate? You know what I mean? And and boy oh boy, I think Ben talked about it before, you know, the last home game wants to get back to stomping on teams right Mm -hmm. away oh my god like i said you don't win the game in the first period but you get a nice cushion i mean that's Mm. i felt that they really laid the foundation in the first and they fell behind in the second but then they got back up so
1: and the way they get back up a minute remaining in the second period that's something only a really good team is capable of doing and it's definitely it, scary to hear them talking after wins. They go six straight they're, they're like, we can out be so the gate. Much <laughs> no, exactly. They're like, we can be better. That's frightening.
2: Well, I mean, Rudo called it. I was right next to him. Then he's like, you know, I don't remember what you said, but you're late like, period, oh, late shenanigans. Period, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously with a minute to go, right? Whatever, it's give and take. And then I think AJ was like, oh great, you know, like oh my god, going the room tied is unreal. And then <laughs> they boom, score they scored again. again you know? yeah. so it's pretty good. Uh,
0: okay. I guess, uh, we're going to wrap up this show on that. No, we appreciate all y'all hanging out. We are back tomorrow for a normal show, uh, and then game day Thursday. So we keep coming at you right here on this channel. Subscribe. If you haven't, we appreciate that. It does a lot for us, or you can always find us on Spotify. If you like to listen next day, things like that. Um, we're out of here. We'll see you on the next one and we'll do the right winner shots that time. Hopefully. (laughs) Bye-bye.